I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi, folks. I'm having a good day today, and let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must note that I am not a doctor or psychiatrist. If your son or daughter is diagnosed with autism, please see a physician and only speak based on my experiences. I also know on the right to Yetro and Natro, they are both produced by actually Maya Zake, who is our guest, and I'll talk to more about later. I also have a mission today I'd like to be with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the negative stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken, do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities not to be pitied, there's nothing to be sorry about. They also have paid for the following. There must be some awareness of Philip May and Owensburg Auto. Philip May runs Owensburg Auto, a collision repair shop and towing company that specializes in a collision repair shop. Now they offer paintless dent repair, PDR for hail damage, door dings, light creases, and dents with 10 color options. Owensburg Auto praise Ryan Pro Tough Coat Bedliners, a full restoration all over paint job, painting of equipment, machinery, or whatever you need painted. It's available at Owensburg Auto. And also some people I like to thank. First, I must thank my previous guest, Jacob Velasquez, and C213, Unique, Different, and Cool by Jacob Velasquez. But what a great person. See this episode to learn more about him. I also want to thank Rana Reese and Bo Pediatric Dentistry, along with Ode Meat Locker, for their donations to ARAR and the Autism Farm Day. Make sure to come if you want to hear live music and grab some grub. Also, Donna Norris is helping with the Autism Farm Day as well. She is playing out the core maze. If you want to spend time with your family and friends, to come here on September 24th. Thank you, Jonna, for your help. And since the latest episode, I've done lots of networking. I did a meet blocks through Blitzer. I also did another event through Landon for Success. Third one was B2B Speed Networking through Linda Lamb. And my final one consisted of a clubhouse about books, which was beneficial because of our book journey. Thank you for letting me on. I met some great people. And finally, I'd like to thank several podcasts, which I appeared. I appeared on Cospods with Matthew Passy. The Silver Fox Talks with DJ Rodriguez and the Alive Podcast with Jessica Silverman. These are great podcasts. Be sure to tune in. Now, today we have someone who I have not heard of until I saw her on Facebook. Her name is Maya Zakay. Maya is an RB pop singer who also happens to be a mental health advocate. As she stated, my purpose is to help my listeners feel less alone in the difficult times we go through in life. That is not all because last year she won the 2021 Hollywood Music and Media with her hit single, Keep Me Waiting. And speaking of that, we are actually making history because later on in the show, we will have the first ever Autism Rocks and Rolls live performance. Maya is also a model and is planning on being an actress because she has just begun her acting training. So let's welcome the lovely and stunning Maya Zakay to my show. Maya, what up? Thank you. That of was a course. great intro. If you're already my guest, I got to give you the proper introduction. That's just the way it goes. I like it. I love it. It's amazing. Thank you. So my first question to you is, we'll get straight up. What does being a mental health advocate mean to you? The whole reason I started music is because the first song I ever put out was when I was going through a really hard time in my life. I think it was my first heartbreak and everyone's first heartbreak is the hardest because you're just so vulnerable. And I was going through my first heartbreak and I wrote a song about it because I needed a way to get those feelings out. And when I put it out, I wasn't expecting anything because I didn't know if I was good enough to even be a singer. 
And so I put it out and I started getting people saying like, oh my gosh, your song helped me so much. It saved my life. I listen to it all the time. It makes me feel so much better. Like, thank you. I can relate to it and stuff. So when I started seeing that, that was when I was like, wow, I can actually change people's lives for the better and do something that helps me. And it's something I love to do. So I was like, I have to be a singer. And that's when I realized that is kind of a way to promote mental health awareness. And I started using my social media platforms to post inspirational videos and like tell people they could reach out to me in my DMs to ever talk to me if they're going through something. Because a lot of people just need someone to talk to. And that's what I use my social media for to inspire people and show them my music and stuff. So that's how I use mental health awareness. That's a great way to use it. And you're doing something that you like while helping. I do the same thing. And isn't that fascinating? You can help someone while doing something you love. It's the best feeling ever. I'm very lucky to have found that because a lot of people just go to a regular job that they don't even like, but they're just trying to make money. So the fact that we're able to like do something we love and help people, it is really crazy. It's, it's amazing. I agree. And let me be honest with you. I can't believe I'm saying this, but who needs money when you can live happy? Money isn't everything. I know a lot of rich, sad people. Money does not buy you happiness. Whoever made that phrase isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, you got to find happiness within yourself. I didn't find it until about 2018. Wow. So was there like a specific moment? The specific moment was sophomore year when was I there- just had enough of dealing with people excluding me and pushing my buttons. And after you get poked enough, the bear roars. Yeah, that's very true. There, You get to a breaking point. I think uh, everyone has their own limits, though, and breaking point. What were your initial thoughts when you decided that you were going to be a mental health advocate? I didn't realize how much responsibility I would have, but now I have so many people coming to me for help that it's kind of like another full-time job because I'm like constantly giving them advice and stopping people from harming themselves and doing bad things. So it's definitely very rewarding, but it is a lot of work if you are serious about it. My initial thoughts was just that it was going to be easier. But since these are like serious topics of people's lives and they're really coming to you for help and they're like, some of them are at their last resort, like you're their last hope. You got to be serious, really think what to say because words are very powerful things. And if you say the wrong thing, it could be bad. So I always try to really think about what I say to the people. Exactly. And let me ask, when you are in those type of situations, do you feel an enormous amount of pressure and if you do how do you compress the pressure if that makes any sense since I've been doing it for a couple like three years now I feel like it's gotten to the point where it just comes to me naturally but at first I had to sometimes ask my dad like what should I say because my dad's very involved in my music career and helping people too he's the same type of way so I would ask him for advice or I would have to get something's wrong like sometimes I accidentally would offend people and make it worse when I was trying to help them I would go through mistakes too now it just comes to me naturally and now it's like I'm proud to say that I'm a mental health advocate because helping people is like the main thing that we should all be doing we should all be helping each other like we're on a floating rock we're just spinning on a floating rock we got to help each other out we're alone out here like there's no point of not being the nicest we can to each other That's why I never understood people who were bullies. 
they're probably just hurt people because only hurt people hurt people. And it's like, why are you putting your energy into tearing someone else down? Answer, they're mean. That's the honest answer you can have is they're mean. Yeah. And let me ask, yeah. what the heck is a floating rock? I can't visualize that. <laughs> So we're on the earth. That's what I mean by a floating rock. We're on the earth and the earth is in the middle of the universe floating, spinning around. And when you think about it like that, it's kind of funny because it's like, we're all just people on, on the earth spinning around. So like, why are we not being nice to each other when we're all each other has? Like, we're all in this together, basically. Oh, okay. My grandmother's creek has rocks and it's creek and then a bay of rocks. I was visualizing oh. that. I was thinking you stand on a rock and you're literally like float in the air like you're surfing or something. I was talking about the earth. Oops. <laughs> it's okay. Now, how do you think a mental health advocate's brain operates? I think we have to be selfless is the number one thing because I am sometimes going through my own things, but still have to help other people. And so I have to put my thing aside and just focus on them and pretend like my stuff isn't going on. So I feel like being selfless is one of the main things of a mental health advocate and just being a very uplifting person that is optimistic. So you're very positive and showing people that there's always hope, no matter how many things you've been through, there's always a way to make it better and come out of a dark place. Everyone in life has their dark places. But my question to you is, how can the world get to being less selfish? That's a big question. Do I need to sing the Jeopardy theme song? Oh no. Do, no. Do, do. no pressure. I think people have to start thinking about living with each other as we're all family instead of we all live separate lives because everyone has to do with each other like everyone goes to work to do something and then it affects someone else even if you don't know that person like it has like a chain reaction if everybody thought that way and everybody thought in the way of everybody is in this together and we all have to help each other because we're literally on this planet together like we're family basically we just don't have the same blood or whatever but that's how I feel like the world would be a better place in a sense yeah it reminds me I can't believe I'm going back to this but you remember Alan the chipmunks you're a, a fan. fan okay so you definitely like the uh the, did you like the second one we are family yeah that's yep. that's what exactly reminds me of what you just said because it's true though I mean I like that song one because I was like eight years old and couldn't understand what it was mean it was just catchy but now looking back as an adult i'm thinking i'd probably like it because it really meant something to me because we are family we don't bleed the same blood as my friend once upon a time said but we still share the same roads share the same buildings we share a lot of more things in life than what we think now in your brain what is the most rewarding and the most difficult part of being a mental health advocate the most rewarding is the fact that i get to see people tell me personally that I've helped them and like actually saved their lives. People don't really understand that that makes me feel like I'm Superman. Like I, I'm actually saving them. Like they were about to end their life and they didn't because of what I said to them or the song that I played for them or 
something like that. Like that's crazy how we have that much power over each other and we should use that for good. The fact that we have that much power over each other to help each other. So that's the rewarding part. And then the most difficult is just how Sometimes I can't answer everyone as fast as I want to because I get a lot at once and it is draining because I'm putting my all into them. I'm basically like their personal therapist at that point, but I'm not getting paid for it. It's a draining job, but it's worth it because these people at the end of the day, they're my fans. And even if they're not my fans for music, I still love that I can help people and make the world a better place. And the fact that at 20 years old and doing something like this, like me, I'll be honest with you. I admire that. Like a hundred percent admire that because you think at 20 years old, we'd be trying to go to the shows, trying to do this, that, 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 exactly. but Thank here you. we are spreading the world. Thank you so much. And I'm really proud of you for everything that you've done and you have just created a whole brand for yourself and interviewed so many amazing people and I am just very proud of you for doing that. I always wanted to do some helping hands in the way, shape, or form. I always wanted to help out if that included doing a podcast or heck, even dressing up as Santa Claus for the heck of it, just to help out the kids and just be nice. I always wanted to do in some shape or form, but I never got the opportunity. And when I finally had an opportunity, hey, I get to live a dream come true, which is helping someone out or multiple people. I had a question. I know that you're the interviewer, but I get asked questions all the time. Who is your favorite person that you've interviewed? Like, I'm not asking you to say me, like, who is your favorite? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Who is your favorite person that you've interviewed so far? Probably Mick Foley. In all honesty, just the fact that I'm a big fan of pro wrestling. It's helped me a lot through my life. And I'll explain why I can go into a little bit of details in that. It's basically... One, it was like a comic book live because you don't see Superman shooting lasers or, in your case, Batman throwing a bat ring. You see actual grabs, throws, and all these amazing cool moves, which I didn't know was fake, which I thought was real, but learned it was fake when I was, I think, eight, which, believe me, I was kind of very disappointed. But it just stuck with me still because of the confidence these characters play. These baby faces and heels, yeah, they had different tactics and winning the matches, but they all had these same confidence levels in them. I wanted to have that confidence level. And I did it at 13 years old. I did it at nine years old. But when I got to watch it, I could play these characters. Playing them, I know as a child, I'd be like, oh my God, he can play Bobby Lashley. Woohoo. But for me, it was like, I'm the almighty. Or I am playing these characters who I want to play in real life. Thankfully, I'm still trying to play them now or attempting to, but it's really me. However, it's still a work in progress. That's awesome. I saw that you interviewed, I think, the guy from Impractical Jokers, or you just met him? Just met him. We wanted to get him on the show, but I think it kind of panned out. So funny. We're going to hopefully talk to Sal Volcano. I got tickets for my mother. He's also a fan of Impractical Jokers. I'm trying to get tickets for her so we can go see him in person for her birthday. Aw, that would be so nice. Now, what advice would you give to others who want to be a mental health advocate or have mental health issues? Um, yeah, I figured that question was loaded. I'll start with the first part, which is the advice to people who want to be a mental health advocate. I would say you have to start off by finding a way to help people. So that could literally be in so many different ways. It it needs to be your own way of helping them. You could either just put on your social media that people can 
talk to you whenever they want and you can help them if you want to do that. But if you want to make music or make motivational videos to help people or what you do, how you interview people and help people understand different parts of life and stuff that also helps people. There's so many different ways that you can help. Some people go out and they help the homeless community, which I sometimes do too. It just depends. There's so many different ways. I bet if you look it up on the internet, you could find what makes sense for you. So I would just say like research what makes sense for you and then start and try it because it's not as hard as it looks. A lot of people want help. And if you're there and you want to help them, then that's perfect. And um, that goes go to another song reference. You like Papa Roach? Ever heard of them? Papa Roach. That sounds so familiar. Their songs are great. I'm a big rock guy. Nothing against pop. I mean, some pop songs are good, but I'm the big rock and roll geek guy. I'm the yeah. you know, rock on fan, I guess what you call it. And I Papa like- Roach has a song that's called Help. You, I can just hear millions of people screaming, I think I need help. The truth is we all do need help. I think at one point in our lives, we've all screamed, I think I need help. What breaks my heart though with the homeless is <sighs> some people fake it. I've seen mm-hmm. that happen millions of times. And my question is why fake it? That you don't know their story. It's an insult to those who are really homeless. Luckily, it's the less percent of people fake it. It's not like 90% of people fake it. So that's why I still go out and help them because I'm not going to let the people who fake it ruin it for the ones who aren't faking it type thing. So yeah, it does suck that some people do that. And I believe in karma. So I believe that when you do bad things, you get bad things. And so it's not really going to help them in the long run because they're just stealing money. I'm still going to help the people, even if I can't tell if they're faking it, but I do get you. Thank you. And it does break my heart that I have to be lenient on it. I'll be hundred percent honest, but I have trust issues. So that comes into it too. So yes, very bad trust issues. So I kind of had to live by that phrase, DTA, don't trust anybody. And yeah. while it's unfortunate, I feel at more peace by living through it because I'll admit, I don't trust my friends 100%. They, mm. I trust them at least on the B to A range, but it's not A plus range because I don't know what they'll do. I mean, they could potentially try to steal my money like some of the fakers do. Not the real ones, the ones who try to do it to scam you. Yeah, I mean, in the music industry, I just had to learn it the hard way over and over again that in the music industry, you cannot trust anyone at all. And it sucks to be like that because I try to be optimistic and try to give everyone a chance. But I've learned over and over again that in the music industry, everyone's kind of in it for themselves. They're going to be nice to you to get something. And the amount of times I've been taken advantage of or money stolen, or they try to like take advantage of me as a girl is very, very bad. And I'm still in the music industry because I love helping people and I love making music, but it's definitely, I can relate to you on that. Trusting people is very hard, especially in the music industry or in the entertainment industry. Very difficult, but everybody goes through it and you will eventually reach the top if you don't let it affect you. And if you keep doing what you know you're great at, keep helping people, good karma will come to you and you will make it as far as you want to go, because that's all of the stories I've heard from the biggest people. If it makes it feel any better, you, I'm not saying trust me, 
because I get the trust issues, but you don't have to worry about me taking advantage of you. Honestly, if I did, I'd feel awful intentionally or unintentionally. I can tell that you're a good person. Thank you. Thank you. I try to be, but karma sometimes does bite me in the butt. Let's put it that way. We've all been there. Now you did say you wanted to sing a song. There was a live performance. Yeah, I was gonna do Keep Me Waiting, I think. All right. It was the song that I won the award for at the Las Vegas show. All right. You want to go ahead and sing it? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Do you need to get your makeup on, though, or anything like that at first? The makeup's there. (laughs) We're We're ready to go. All right. the bear got into it that, that says something <laughs> i know he never dances so that's a good he never song. dances oh butter yeah Get butter. Loose, why don't you hey whiz <laughs> now hey next thing you know try you'll do a ventriloquist act you're like <laughs> i mean that's kind of what i do on my live streams when i go live i use butter and i use this bear called peanut and together they're peanut butter and then they like dance to my songs and stuff and they like talk to people. So like, that's another way I get over my stage fright. Cause I used to be very scared to perform in front of people and I just get myself out there, but sometimes it helps to like have something too. I hate to say this, but peanut has to stay away from me. Cause I have a food allergy to peanuts. I, okay. Through my life, I never had peanuts. I've had soy butter. 
which isn't too bad, but never had a peanut or peanut butter or peanut butter pie or anything like that. Okay, I'll keep him away from you. Don't even worry. Sure. Sorry, peanut. We could talk from this angle, though. <laughs> oh, he's sad. I know. It's a Sorry, peanut. Anyway, so what we could do maybe next time, have you ever tried this? Maybe have the bears start doing it peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. I mean, I don't have like a place to, for me to move their mouth, so I'll have to figure that out. I guess so. Now, in all serious note, that song you sang, what was the inspiration behind it? Well, it's called Keep Me Waiting, and I wrote it on a time where there was a guy who was basically dating me and then he was dating four other girls and I didn't know he was basically playing with all of our emotions and just he wanted to be with a bunch of different people and not respect any of us so my song keep me waiting I always write all my songs about things I go through so this song was about that and how I wasn't going to keep waiting for him because I finally found out who I am and that I'm worth more than to be treated badly with disrespect so that's how I figured that out that's awesome you figured that out I didn't really have to go through that in a sense but I've dealt with that my whole entire life the fiddlers I call them is what I call them now now that I got a name for it, I just made that up actually just recently and actually just a minute ago so I've had the fiddlers deal with me from that my whole entire life the fiddlers as I call the phrase blow smoke up where they're blown with smoke and not really being nice but just trying yeah. to be a courtesy and I would rather, honestly, probably like you had the guys I'm here with four other girls than honestly hide that from me. I'd rather you say to my face, I hate you, than fake niceness. It was kind of like my fault because I didn't know my worth enough to just say, okay, then I'm not going to be part of it since I know that you're with four other people. So that was what I wrote it about was like me finally realizing my worth and not letting that happen again. That, and I'm glad you got that. And I've gotten that to myself just now. It took, like I said, 16 years to get there, but it's better late than never. Very true. Now I gotta ask, so I actually did listen to some of your songs on your website and I liked, I'm gonna be honest with you, three of them hit me to a key. Here's your question. What was mm. the inspiration for these three? Me versus me. Okay, so me v me. I You want to know what I wrote it about? Like how it... What was the inspiration behind those three songs? Okay, so me v me is about... It's in the title. Like, it's me against myself. It's basically where you're fighting your own demons, fighting your own bad thoughts, and you're trying to get to a place where you understand yourself and you're not always, like, overthinking everything, not always not trusting yourself, not trusting your gut. And you finally, at the end of it, you know that the only way you're going to get out of a bad situation is if you finally stop fighting with yourself. You finally come to terms with that and know that you're going to make the right decision. And then you, it's no longer me versus me. It's, it's you versus the world. Because I was definitely going through a time where I didn't trust myself to make good decisions because I kept putting myself in bad situations. And so that was me fighting myself, basically. It's another pop culture reference, but have you seen the latest Joker movie? Is that with Lady Gaga in it? Gaga performed as a Joker? Wait. Oh, that's coming up. Never mind. That's not out yet. That's not out. When the heck's that coming out? I got to see that. Now I'm curious. I know. I'm excited. I don't know when it's coming out yet, but I know it's soon. 
The new, no, the the, oh, the recent one with um, what's the guys with the actor's name? Uh, something Phoenix. How the? Oh, yeah, I, I do remember that one. I did watch that. That that's what it reminds me of. I feel like if you watch it, the Joker's fighting himself. That honestly is probably one of my top favorite five movies of all time because mm-hmm. of that reason. I think that movie to a T showed you versus you story. And uh, what about the active? Where did that come from? So sometimes I write songs that I didn't go through, but my friends tell me about situations. And this was a very rare situation where my friend was going through a hard time and she jokingly asked me to write a song for her of what she's going through. At first I just laughed because I usually only write songs that I go through. I was like, how am I going to write a song if I didn't even go through it? So I made her tell me everything about the situation. And she told me that this guy who was basically her boyfriend would just not talk to her for days, but then she would see him on all social media, like posting. And so she knew he was active on all social medias and he was alive, but he wouldn't call her, text her. So I wrote the song for her and she played it a million thousand times. And probably all of my plays on that song are from her. So it was worth it. But yeah, so I wrote that about the situation my best friend went through. That's not what I expected. Honestly, I thought you wrote that when you were working out. <laughs> really? Well, you say you work out. So I figured it'd be one, two, three or something like that. Oh, I mean, it could be like that. I'm okay with whatever people want to think it is when they listen to it. Because at the end of the day, however the song makes you feel or whatever you're using it for to get through whatever, that's all that matters to me. You can listen to it if you want to work out to it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, start doing push-ups. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And then... I also went about Extra Mile. That was a really good one. I got to say. Thank you. So Extra Mile was also about a heartbreak. I was driving home and I saw this gas station because I listened to a lot of YouTube beats to make songs to. I was playing some beats on YouTube and that piano beat for Extra Mile came on and I was driving and I saw this gas station and the gas station's name was Extra Mile. Like it literally, it wasn't 7-Eleven, it was Extra Mile. And I was like, that would be a cool name for this song. So like I got inspiration from my surroundings. Then I was obviously in a car. So I started thinking about how can I make a song that is all about car stuff. So in the song lyrics, if you listen closely, I refer to everything in a heartbreak to like a car engine or car wheels like my mind is spinning like car wheels or something like it's all about like cars and heartbreak so that's how that one came about but it was obviously about heartbreak and I got inspired by what I saw when I was driving that's a genius move I gotta admit that's really smart I'll give you that thank you at least you make it about gas I don't know how the heck you do that (laughs) I don't want to talk about the gas prices don't even get me started on it either let's put it that way I have my own views on it that would be better left silent. But even butter, butter, no, don't shake my head like that. He's shaking his head. That's better. Thank you. Now, I got to know, how did you start seeing that your songs were having a positive impact? When did you like start seeing that? The first song that I ever put out was called By Myself. And it's still one of the songs on my album, I think. And basically, I put it out on SoundCloud because you don't have to pay to put songs on SoundCloud. Anybody can put a song on SoundCloud. You don't have to pay for it. So that's how a lot of people start. So I put it on SoundCloud 
and I started seeing like I didn't promote it at all so I don't know how it happened but it started getting a bunch of views a bunch of likes a bunch of comments that was the first time I was like is this real like I thought my dad was pranking me I was so confused dad kept hitting the like button 24 times like, <laughs> yeah. like, like 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 yeah I was so confused and then Finally, I just was like, wow, this means I'm kind of good. Maybe I'm kind of good at this. And then I put out another one and another one, another one, and they were all getting the same type of feedback. And then I finally took it seriously. I had like fun with my first episode. I had on the first episode, if I remember correctly, at least over a hundred downloads. And I thought to myself, whoa, this is game surreal. I'm actually good at something. Hey, I don't have to live my life through getting bullied and getting excluded and feeling worthless. Okay, maybe this could go somewhere and give me a purpose. And yet here we are today. So I can totally be like-minded with that story. Why in your opinion, in your mental health advocate brain, is mental health important? Why is it important to Maya Zakay? Well, it's important because I can relate to it a lot because I've been through so much mental health struggles and the only way I really felt like I could get out of it was to do the things that I tell people to do when I text them or help them. So the reason I have so much empathy for it is because I've gone through it personally myself. I've been through a lot of the struggles people have talked about themselves. I just don't really show it because I like to be the person that helps others instead of going to them for help. But I have definitely struggled. So that's why it's very important to me because if I need it, then other people definitely need it too. And I want to make sure I'm doing something important in this life. Glad you want to feel that importance because I want to feel that as well. But I'm going to be honest with you. I am the type of person who's, I don't want to say very rough, but very blunt and I think occasionally lacks empathy, mm. I'll be honest with you. But, 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 there is a but. I make it up with compassion. I would say I'm more compassionate than empathetic because I look at someone who needs help, who seriously needs it because sometimes they're, again, faking or doing it for the attention. But to someone who really does need help, I'm like, geez, what can I do? What can I do to take them out of this bad situation? Can I just go to their house and take them out of it. It's definitely good that you realize that you are sometimes not empathetic, but at least you're compassionate and you still care because that's still something that the world needs. And I don't always go for the, oh, I feel so sorry for you type thing. That's not really what I go for. I try to help them know that I hear them because some people just don't have anyone to talk to. So I just let them know I hear what they're saying. And then I try to help them see the positive sides of things because there's always things to be grateful for even when everything seems terrible. There's never a time, even if you're in the darkest of times, there's always something to be grateful for. So I try to like make them focus on that stuff and then help them find a solution for the things that aren't going great. And sometimes there aren't solutions straight away, which is the hard part. So sometimes just having someone to talk to while you're going through it is all people really need. I'll be honest with you. I'll wake up grateful every day that I have what I have. I mean, I could be right now not living the best life. At 20 years old and where I was then and where I am now, I think I'm doing pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm That's I think great. with the empathy and compassion, I'll keep going to mind that. It's not the fact that I'm mean about it. It's the fact that I have a patience level, but when my limit is reached, it's reached. 
So if someone does something dumb and not smart, I'm like, that's dumb. Don't do that. I mean, it would definitely depend on the situation. So I can't really tell. I have FIMS, I call it foot and mouth syndrome. Oh, I see. But I make it up for the compassion. I'm like, okay, you need help. Come on. Let's go talk about this. Come on. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that's the type of compassion versus empathy I was trying to get into. Now, how can the world improve with their mental health? Like, how can the world improve from my standpoint? Like, how can not just me and you, but your friends, my friends, your neighbors, everyone around? Well, the first step is to understand why you're feeling that way, because a lot of people get triggered by small things, but they don't realize that it all leads back to when it first started, if that makes sense. So like, if someone got bullied as a kid and someone said something mean to them as a kid that stuck with them their whole life and now they're struggling with something that they shouldn't be struggling with but because they got bullied so like it's that type of thing where like you need to look back at when the first time it happened so that you can really like be aware of that handle that and then the thing that you're dealing with now should become a lot easier because most people these days are just being triggered by past things that they haven't brought up or talked about or handled in their own head. So I would say everyone needs to be open to talking about it, find the right person to talk to about it, and then try to find the first time it ever happened so that you can not be triggered by small things now and just do as much research as possible. Watch motivational videos. It sounds stupid and it doesn't work for everyone, but I like to watch like motivational videos of people who are now really successful and amazing and what they have to go through because there's never going to be sunshine and rainbows without some rain. There's always going to be hard times before you get to the top or become successful. And so that's why it's not a bad thing to have bad days because I just look at them as character building days. You're just getting ready for what's to come and you need to be strengthened by all of the hardships and battles you're fighting to get to where you are now. I think hard times make people stronger and better when they get through it, if you don't give up. I can agree with that statement. And your advice, I actually follow, believe it or not. You're saying watch motivational videos. Have you ever heard of Goldcast? Yeah, I have. I watch at least one of those once a week, every yeah, that's week. Really, that's smart. Thank you Dude. so much. And you can help me out, actually. I have a question for you. What if someone <laughs> like me can't remember the first time it's happened because it's happened so much and they want to overcome mm-hmm. that obstacle and avoid the trigger and overcome the trigger, but they can't remember the first time it happened because it's happened so many times. Case mm-hmm. in point, I've been neglected by so many women who have actually ran away from me. And I'm not kidding when I say that. They, I've had a couple who have literally ran away. I'm not going to mention names because they probably know who they are. But because that's happened so many times, I can't remember the first girl who was on the runaway list. I think that you should just remember the ones that you can in an order. So if you can't remember the first, 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 what's the first that you remember? Then from that, maybe if you talk about that enough, then you can start remembering past things because it doesn't always come to people straight away where they can remember the first, first, first time. But if you can remember the first you can remember, start talking about that. Maybe you'll have a realization like, oh, that's why now this triggers me because this girl said this specific thing. Now while I'm trying to do this, 
we forget that our past affects our present if we don't address it and try to find the first thing. So I would say don't freak out if you can't remember the first, 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 as long as you can remember a lot of the first times and realize what is triggering you so that you could be like, oh, that was just a stupid girl and she doesn't matter. Okay, so that's why I shouldn't be upset about this. We have to remember that the people who are mean to us are just, like you said, they're mean. So they shouldn't matter even though it's hard because mean people are very good at doing that. They're very good at making you feel like terrible about yourself. But I feel like once you have enough self-worth and confidence, none of the haters can really offend you because I have people coming into my live streams telling me they want to shoot me in the face and telling me that I suck and that I need to like go die and stuff like that. So I have that a lot. The fact that I'm able to deal with that now because I've dealt with it so much and I know that those people are just hurt people. They're literally taking out their anger on you because they don't know how to show the right emotions. That's how I know. And I just make a joke out of it now. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy likes me a lot. Can't you guys tell? He wants to shoot me in the face. He wants to be my best friend. Do you guys see this? This is so fun. And I just make it a funny joke. And then all of a sudden they change and they're like, wait, no, I do want to be your best friend. And I'm like, you just wanted to shoot me in the face two seconds ago. So what the heck? These people, they're not thinking straight. They don't know what they're doing. They're basically crying out for help by being mean. Once I understood that, it got a lot easier. And so that's what I would say is just like all of those things is how I would answer your question. Well, it works, but you've had someone literally say they want to shoot you in the face. Yeah, I've gotten death threats by a lot of people too. Honestly, I'm sorry, but what the hell? That is not cool. Death threats because they don't like your voice. That's just wrong. I'm sorry, that is completely, completely wrong. I mean, it used to affect me and I used to look at every little hate comment and just think I should give up on music. And But once you get to the point where you know that these people are never people who are successful, these people are never people who are amazing and like talented. Like these are always people that don't feel good about themselves. They're always people who are insecure and that's why they're trying to bring you down. They don't feel good about their own life. So instead of getting mad at them, I'll try to like make them my friend first to see if they could calm down and start talking like a normal person. And sometimes that works. And sometimes they become my fans in under like five minutes. Like I'll get someone wanting to kill me and all of a sudden they'll become my fan if I say the right thing. But some people are just so crazy that they keep wanting to kill me. So I just block them. I swear people are sometimes are nuts, man. They really are. They want to hate you and then like you in five seconds. It's nuts. I think with me, my problem is I go into the fire. Like I'm not saying I'm a tempered person. I'm not, I wouldn't be like that. No good rotten. I wouldn't be like that, but I'd be like, really, really, this is what you're doing. And then bye. Yeah. Have a nice day. It definitely depends on the person because they want that reaction from you. Like bullies and mean people on the internet that hide behind their screen. They want that reaction from you by, they want you to be mad at you. They want you to hate them. They want attention in bad ways. So when you don't give it to them and you just brush it off and you make it a joke and you show that it's not affecting you, it drives them insane. And that's what they don't expect because they, they're used to people being like, oh my gosh, you're so mean. What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? But now I just make a joke out of it. And I'm like, okay, guy, you're funny. And then they're like, what? I didn't hurt you. I don't have that power over you. What? And that's, that's what I learned how it's fun to do that because they're not used to it. 
Have you tried this yet? Try the fi- try the emoji face where the eyes are closed and the tongue's out. Like, have you tried that before? <laughs> no. Or maybe not- here's one. Try say, okay, I'm so mad right now. I'm gonna go call nine one one. I mean, not really, but sarcastically. No, I have not because I don't want to give them the power knowing that they got me upset because that's what they want. So I try to just make it seem like it's not getting to me type thing. So I'm not saying I want it. I just feel like I try it and then it would came across the wrong way. Like I would be basically like, I know myself to where I would be like, okay, I know I'm not gotten, but in their heads, they think I did get get or did get get. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. but I got get. You got get. I got to get. A GTG yeah. brother. Who would you say is the most helpful person when you're having a bad mental health day? Like, is it your family? Like, who who would you say is the most helpful person who helps you out with your mental health when it's just, man, I'm having really bad anxiety today or I'm just feeling depressed. I, I don't feel like I'm, the clock is hasn't rung yet. I do have those days. I think I either go to my dad because he like understands how to help me with that and how to say the right things. Or I go to my grandma because she also helps me. But if it's something really personal that I don't feel like I can talk about with family, then I'll go to a friend that I trust. The problem with my friends is that I'm good at giving them advice, but a lot of them don't know how to give me good advice. There's like a specific way you have to talk to someone when they're upset that doesn't make them more upset. And a lot of my friends or people don't really know how to do that but there are like a couple that I can think of that I could go to and sometimes I just need someone to be around even if I don't want to talk like I'll call my friend and we'll go get ice cream or we'll go shopping or or just watch a movie and it'll make me feel a lot better because sometimes I just want to be around someone and that's true and well hey you said there's two people you can add a third (laughs) you can add me to your third list if you want to talk about it I, I I mean I can't you know, I'm not a doctor, but I can definitely try my best. So feel free, give me a call and we'll, we can talk. That's so nice of you. Thank you. Of course. That's just what I do. And let me ask you, those two friends in particular, I'm not trying to focus in on them exactly, but I'm just curious, what do they do that clicks with you? What are the strategies they've done? Is it the fact that they actually took the time to go get ice cream with you? Is it the fact they took the time to go shopping with you? I mean, what is it exactly? Yeah, like some of them just drop everything that they're doing, even if they're busy, because they know I would do it for them. So they just come over right when I call them, even though they live like 35 minutes away or something, they're not close. So they would just come over and like help me get out of my head because things look a lot worse in the moment. But then after you look back on it, you're like, oh, what the heck? Why was I so upset about that? Like, yeah, it's bad, but it's not that bad. When those people came over and helped me with that, it was just really nice. Or if they're just down to be on the phone with me for an hour to talk about, for me to just talk. Like sometimes I just want to rant about things. Even if no one has advice, I just want to rant and make sure someone hears me. I feel like that also helps a lot. So those are like the two main things. And if it makes me feel better, I'd also hear your rants. My rants would probably, I go in too much topic. I think in my eyes, there'd be longer rants. It'd probably be, <laughs> and then two hours later, and then you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, that's what a rant's for though. You just yeah. gotta get all your thoughts out. Oh yeah, you can't bottle it up. 
I've had to deal with that myself my in my lifetime. Bolly nut sometimes doesn't exist in my dictionary. I don't know where that is. I looked it up and it's just not there. Oh, Do you what? have a, an Instagram that I can follow you? Yeah, Autism Rocks and Rolls Pod. I'll be honest, I use Facebook a lot more to talk. Oh, good. I can still follow you. And you can follow me. Friend I me follow you. Whatever. I was trying to start seeing the Uncle Cracker follow me, but. Oh, my I'll, God. I don't think it worked out. I was, dang it. I was really hoping to sing that. So close. Oh, well. So close, no cigar. <laughs> now, I do want to talk to you more about your music. So, when did you truly start falling in love with music? And I think the second that I got that feedback from the people on SoundCloud when I released my first song, I was 16 years old. And I was like, wow, music is very powerful. I didn't know it could do this. And that, and it, I still find that fascinating. And speaking of fascinating, what is the most fascinating part about music? Not the mental health part, but like the music part. The most fascinating part of music? Yeah. That sometimes songs write themselves. I'll just be sitting there and I don't even think about it. And the next thing you know, 20 minutes go by and I have a song done. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? I did not even think about that. And so it's like, it kind of comes from like a place where I don't even have to try sometimes. And I just like, I hear a song and I'm inspired by something. I just write a song in under 20 minutes or 10 minutes. And then I'm like, show my parents. And they're like, what the heck? You just did that in under 20 minutes? I'm like, I didn't do it. I was just sitting here and it just happened. And then they were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. You just say, my brain did it. Yeah, like, don't know how it happens sometimes. And I'm like, how did I do that? And so I think it's fascinating because it's like, I don't really know how it happens sometimes, but it's just meant to be, I guess. It is meant to be. I mean, oh, baby, Rexa song, if it's meant to be, maybe it'll It'll be. be. I think faith has a way of putting people together and putting ideas together too. Now, is it just pop music that you like or what genres of music do you like to maybe not only play, but also listen to if you like to listen to music? I love listening to music. I listen to all types of music. I listen to older music, older generation music. I like rock. I like pop. I like R&B. I like jazz, blues, soul, funk. I'm actually going to see Bruno Mars and what's his name? Anderson Pax of Silk Sonic. I'm seeing them in Las Vegas this weekend, which I'm really excited about. They do like disco type music. I, oh, and then rap. I listen to rap. I don't know if you know any rap people, but I kind of am obsessed with Drake and he's a rapper. Yes, so- I, I knew that you were obsessed with Drake. I watched on one of the videos. Please tell me you like his song down. His song down? Yeah. Baby, are you down, down, down? That one. Oh, that's Drake? Yeah, that's Drake. Oh, wait a minute. Shoot. No, no I made a mistake. That's Jason. Oh. Oops. I was about to say, I was like, am I going insane? I know. No, it's me going know. insane. I made a boo-boo. <laughs> no, wait. Yeah. Drake does do one. I do know this one's right. What about one dance? Yes, Drake. Okay, you got to like that one. That one, I'll admit's good. Yes, I love all of the songs. Very I good. I got to admit, though, I'm the big rock and roll guy. If you haven't checked them out, check out Three Day Grace. Three Day rock. Grace? That's a good one. It's not like extreme metal, like, where they're just screaming where you can't to the point hear them. But they have like this metal voice where you can understand them, but it also has like, like some rock to it as well, like classic <laughs> rock to it. Do you like Bring Me the Horizon? Uh, I don't think that's I've heard like, that one. That's like Screamo Rock or Pierce the Veil. Or- 
Or there's Nirvana or Guns yep. N' Roses. I know Nirvana. I know Nirvana. I and Guns N' Roses. Yep, I know Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Nickelback. Yeah. Those are probably my two favorites right there. What a throwback. Rock phase, but when it comes to the rap phase, I got to admit, I'm notorious B.I.G. Okay, I approve. That's good. And my mom is her biggest fan of Prince. Okay. She loves Tom Petty and Prince. Those, Those are, are really two good. favorites. Those are really, really good. I actually just worked with a producer who worked with Prince, so that's funny. He's really talented. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And then my dad, I have to say, ZZ Top, that's his. ZZ every, Top? I don't know who that every is. Every girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed man. Ever heard of that? No. <laughs> okay, you got to check that one out. I'm not a big fan of ZZ Top, but I'll admit that one is a killer. There's yeah. your music checkbox or checklist or whatever you want to call it. For yeah. sure. Now- do you have any music celebrities that have inspired your tunes or have given you ideas? Yeah, I think my most recent song that just came out was inspired by, I don't know if you know Doja Cat. She's nothing to do with rock and roll. She's purely like pop. Doja Cat and Lizzo and people who just have a lot of fun with their songs and they don't really care what they're saying. They just want people to dance and have fun and that's who I was inspired recently by, but I feel like Drake, the guy I just showed you, is my like number one inspiration because I've been to like four of his concerts and I love everything he does. And so he's definitely my number one inspiration. Have you gotten to meet him? Not yet. I'm trying to make a song with him someday. Have you ever tried maybe trying to get meet and greets? Or do they sell out too quick for you or something like that? Or do they not offer them? I never looked into it, but I'd rather meet him not as a fan. I'd rather meet him like not as at a meet and greet. I'd rather meet him like at an event where like I don't seem crazy. Got it. Oh, no, you're, no, you're just fine. Like leech on like, come, let me come with you. Let yeah, exactly. You. Now you did say you were moving to the States uh, when you were like six to three years old. So how did you first learn you were moving to the States? I was born in London, 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 yeah. I was born in London, England, and then I moved to LA when I was six. So I used to have a British accent, and I used to only know British words, and it was very weird coming to America and having all these people say that everything I'm saying is weird and wrong. And I'm like, I don't know who you are, but okay. And then... I learned that I was coming here by waking up here because my parents, I don't remember my parents saying anything. All I remember is saying goodbye to my hamster because that's all I remember having. And I had a hamster there and I said goodbye to it. And then I woke up in a different house and in a different place. You're like, in the, it's like, when you sleep and then you're like, after our coma, where am I? Exactly. It's how it felt. I was so confused. Well, here you are. So this is your new home. Why don't you get used to it? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad because the music industry is really great. And every person I've met for my career has all been here. So I'm glad we ended up moving. I'm glad you did too. And hey, you want to get to meet some of your friends and some people you have met today. So again, fate has its own reasons. Now, what do you like about America? And what do you like about Britain? Or in your Um, case, London. I don't remember a lot because of how young I was, but I remember that it was my childhood. So I I love all the memories I had of my childhood and all my friends there and how it would snow 
it would snow a lot and we would go play in the snow at school because they wouldn't stop school even if it was snowing. And Christmas was like a really big thing there. I just remember being a really good childhood and fun. I bet that seems fun. Now, do you still like the cold today? Yes, very, oh, very much. I'm my sorry. Room, I hate my it. Room, my room is always like 67 degrees, so. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I like the heat. I, oh. I prefer the baking sun. I'd rather be in a swimming pool than on a sled. I'm sorry. It's okay. You don't have to apologize. We all like different stuff. Yeah, we definitely do. But it's just for me, it it like hurts my body. It's like knives are in my body. I'm like, I'm done. Why in the heck do I want to get all wet and snowy in a snowsuit when I can enjoy a swimming trunks and maybe go swimming in a pool where there's water? Exactly. I mean, I love Hawaii and Hawaii isn't cold. So it just depends on like the situation. Yeah. And maybe the atmosphere too, if you think about it. Did you do the Honolulu when you went to Hawaii? Or not the Honolulu, that's the <laughs> capital, duh. The luau? Yes, I did. And they forced me to dance on the stage with a hula outfit and I was scared. Did you do the fire twist where they did a- They put it very close to my hair and I almost caught on fire and, and I was very scared, but I did it. But yeah, hey, I do doing it. You conquered your fears that day. Yeah, it's something to be proud of. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Not a problemo. Now, I do want to talk to you more about your music, and you have stated before that you have previously done some covers, so can you list some of the covers you did? Do you know Justin Bieber? I know some of his songs. His song, Peaches, I did a cover to Peaches. I did a cover to a song from Giveon called Heartbreak Anniversary. I did a song from... Olivia Rodrigo, a couple of her songs. So I try to choose songs that are popular right now so that people know them and I can try to put my own thing, my own twist on it. Blame you what you should try. I know a couple that might get your, some people's attention. Old Town Road. I bet if you did a cover of that, people would die for that. And Fancy Like. Fancy Like? Yeah, by Walker Hayes. I haven't heard that one. It's a famous TikTok song the kids do these days. Oh, uh, I'll look it up. Yeah. My mom's an eighth grade teacher, so she works a lot with the trends and popularity. You haven't answered if you've done covers, so, but are there any that you're currently working on, like right now? Are there any covers that I'm working on? Yeah, currently. No, right now I've been focusing on my new song, You Had One Job Dropping. So I haven't had time for covers because I was doing my first ever music video for that. That's coming out soon. Just haven't had time to do covers, but I love covers and I'll definitely get into it soon when I have time. Maybe another cover you could do is Lady Gaga's. I just watched A Star is Born for the first time that she's in and that was like one of my favorite movies now. So I could definitely see it. I should do a cover of that. Definitely some inspiration, at least. Yeah. Now, I do want to talk to you about, you say you've done live performing. So what live performing have you done? Um, I've done live performing for grad, like school graduations or school events. I've done stuff for just random ceremonies that people invite me to. But I have not done my own concert yet where like my own fans are there. Because I do live performing on live streaming where my own fans are, but I haven't done it like in person. Because when I started music, COVID hit, and then there was like no way for me to perform anywhere because they wouldn't let us out of our house. So I haven't gotten a lot of experience yet, but I'm definitely going to very soon. 
Yeah, I definitely. I heard about that. Hey, you could have performed on the roof, maybe. Didn't think about it. I didn't think about it either until now. <laughs> I got to ask you, you said you get nervous with stage fright when you live perform. I haven't mastered that yet. I haven't mastered how to not get nervous and like fully just be myself right away. So for now, I just kind of take classes on how to be a good performer. Most people just say that practice makes perfect and the more I'll do it, the better I'll get. So I just need to keep doing it and then I'll eventually be good. Yeah, I can tell through your songs, you're getting better. So Thanks. you're definitely, I think you, you'll definitely get more confidence as you go. I think sometimes that takes experience. It took experience with me with public speaking. I mm. mean, I saw through high school, I actually got made fun of for that, for mm. literally doing the assignment. I literally like did hand gestures and then what I was supposed to do to give a good speech, I got made fun of for. So <laughs> I just learned maybe some advice for you is you can't care what they think of you in that moment. I know it sounds mean. And I know it sounds awful, but that's what you have to do. If you really do not care about what they think of the performance when you're performing, not before or after, but in the middle of your performance and you're, it's kind of like you just in the room by yourself and you visualize that really does work. I definitely do have to do that a lot of the time and just pretend like they're not there, pretend whatever they're thinking doesn't matter because it helps a lot. Now, out of the songs you perform live, What's your favorite one to perform live? Why is it the favorite one that you like to perform live? I think my favorite one is called Too Nice because it's my most popular song. So a lot of people know the words and they sing it with me. And that's always the best feeling when people sing my song with me. And Too Nice, it was about not being too nice to people who take advantage of it and stuff. So I always feel really empowered when I sing it. That's awesome. Now, what about live performing for us? Because we do events, ARAR. AR. We'd love to have you perform for us at an event. Is it on Zoom or is it going there? Going there, probably. Oh, okay. But where, where, where is it? Um, it's it's a long event. It's not for a while. I'll talk to you more about it actually oh. after this meeting. So Okay, for sure. Or after this meeting, after this interview. <laughs> well, yeah. There is something you stated on an interview once and it really resonated with me. And I want to know what this phrase means to you. The more we talk about hard things, the easier it is for us to get through it. The reason why I fell in love with that phrase, because it's so true. So what does that phrase mean to Maya Zakay herself? We touched on it earlier about how it's hard to bottle things up because it doesn't help anything. And so the more we talk about it with each other, the more we can relate to each other because everyone can relate to each other on something. There's always something you can relate to someone on, even if you're complete opposites on everything else. So I feel like sharing with each other makes us feel closer and that way we can be nicer to each other because we have understanding for each other and what we go through. And I agree with that. Have you heard the phrase opposites attract? Yeah. Well, I think where you go to that is sometimes the opposites attract can make the other person either A, become not more like them to say, but learn their style and their perspective of life. Because based on talking to you, and I'm not saying you are, you seem very shy. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I could, I'm not saying I could teach you, but I'm saying I could demonstrate ways or show you ways of how to, I guess, get more out there, if mm -hmm. that makes any sense. I've definitely gotten people saying I'm, I'm shy when I first meet them. 
it takes me a couple tries of being around that person to know how to act around them and be more open with them. I think that also comes from trust issues too, though, just like not fully giving 100% myself till I know the person. I do the exact same thing. I, I feel the person out and that's what I have to do. But hey, I'll tell you what, how you act around, you can act around me and it's simple. The way you want to. If you want to be fun, have fun. If you want to be yourself, then have it to yourself. But I'm going to let you right now, the way I do is I have fun and I mess with you. There's there's no other way around it. Not mean spirited and mess with you, but yeah. have fun type of way of messing with you. You got to have fun in some way. Now, you did say you are model, and I will admit, you are definitely model material. Thank you. So when did you start modeling? Honestly, only recently. Uh, a year ago, probably, I started getting into acting and modeling because I realized that the music industry, you need to be on as many different platforms as possible to make it in the music industry. So I started acting and modeling a year ago so that I could get out there more. What do you like and not like about modeling through what you've seen so far? I mean, I don't like the standards for modeling is like hard to do, hard to get to a lot of the time you have to kind of be perfect in a lot of the things that I book but I like that it helps me get out there with my music career and I meet a lot of people and and it's great experience and then it's fun I bet it is fun but with Molly I can see your point of frustration because there's a certain way with Molly you have to be this way no you don't because now if you look think about it, there's plus size models there's different types of models now and I don't the fact that they are labeled plus size is kind of dumb in my opinion shouldn't there just be models and not just plus size models or dwarfism models or autistic models yeah I think we'll eventually get there I think yeah. it's it's all a new thing so it's we're going in the right direction though it's a good step in the right direction that they're even allowing it right now which is amazing that people were able to show that we can have more diversity in advertising. I think we'll get there eventually where we don't have to label it. I agree with that. I think it will take time because we're aware, but we need to be more accepting. And I think each year we get a little yeah. more accepting. But again, that's just based on my observations. Now I got to ask, do you get camera shy though with modeling? modeling? Yep. I used to, but I don't anymore. Now I'm just used to it, so... Have they ever done anything like, not like wrong per se, but have you ever done like a funny modeling? Like we had to do something like really like clowny say, hey, for this model picture, you're going to dress up as a clown. No, I haven't done that, which I'm kind of glad about because I, I like to stick to my like brand of how I put myself out there. But so far it's been normal, normal, like fashion stuff. Uh, next thing I know, they ask you to dress up as Batman. I'd be down. Is that your favorite superhero, Batman, or? I think Spider-Man. I don't really have a favorite. I just, oh. I like all of them. What, do you like any of the villains? No. You don't like the villains? No. You don't like the Joker? Is he a villain? Yes, he's Maybe. a villain. He's a different kind of villain. I agree with that statement. Now, you also, I've learned through your publicist that you are getting acting trained. So why did you decide to start pursuing acting? Was it because of the music that you're trying to get on bigger platforms? Yeah, exactly. I was just trying to get myself out there. 
let me ask where are you now in the process like are you in the you said you're beginning are you like getting there like are you still in the beginning stages or the begin get to the intermediate i guess what i'm asking is where Uh, are you at i feel like that's hard to say because the music industry will just randomly like nothing will happen for me for like a month or something and then all of a sudden i'll be winning an award so it's like it kind of just depends on the day because sometimes crazy things are happening and other times you don't get a lot of attention. So I feel like with all the experience and people I've met and people I've worked with and events and stuff, I feel like I'm more than halfway there. I just need to keep going and hopefully like my song will go viral soon because we're going to promote it and we'll see what happens. Now in the future, what movies are you hoping to act in? Like, are you interested in the ad- action adventure, comedy romance, or? Yeah, comedy romance is definitely my favorite genre. And action. I love action movies. Action. I feel like you would have been, honestly, if you were higher and you got in a good, good position, I have a feeling you'd be really good for a part in the Hobbs and Shaw's movie. I've never seen that. You've never seen the Fast and Furious? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That's what I'm talking about. You'll, you would have a good part in that, I think. That would be fun. That would be fun. Next thing you know, I'll tell you, hey, go drive this car and try to wreck it. You're like, okay. I've done that before, so we could do that. Hey, not the first time. Yeah, exactly. Now, I do also learn that you have a passion for animals. So when did you start having a passion for animals and wanting to become a veterinarian? I've always loved animals because they're never, like, they're never judgmental of you and they're always just there to be adorable and they're so innocent and I'm like what the heck why would anyone be mean to you you're so cute so I love animals I had like six cats and I've always wanted a dog and I wanted to help them because I just don't understand how anyone could be mean to something that's so like innocent and hasn't done anything to anyone oh I agree with you anyone who abuses an animal is the real animal I wouldn't care if somebody died, if they were an animal abuser, like, I'd rather them not be here if they're just going to be mean to them. How can I word this? The dogs should mark their territory on their grave. That's honestly what I think. We like it. Yeah. Now you're a big fan of dogs is what I've heard. Why are dogs your favorite animal? Because I've never had one and you always want something you can't have. And I've asked for one for a long time. And I think it would just be so fun because they're, they're like man's best friend if you get the right one and they just always keep you company and are fun to watch and they play and they just bring joy to people. If you did have a dog, what breed would it be out of curiosity? Probably a pug or a French bulldog because I like chubby little dogs. Oh yeah, I remember you saying my mom loves pugs too. You want to meet my dogs? You have dogs? Mm-hmm. You want to meet them? Yeah. Okay, let me go get them. Okay. They're outside, but we let them in every once in a while. For sure. Apparently, they're actually put up for the night, but if you hold your thoughts, I might be able to find my phone and show you a picture of them. I would love to see the dog so I can get jealous. Here, here's, oh, here's a couple of them. These are mine. It's kind of hard to see, but they're King Corsos, Italian Aww. Mastiffs. We like big dogs. That's so cute. Yeah, I, I usually like try to get smaller dogs because I sometimes get scared if they just one day want to attack me, but that's really cute. Thank you. I always wanted a Pitbull or a Rottweiler. Always uh, wanted those two. 
That's the reason, because they look scary, and they'll protect me if someone comes to my door. Oh, I see you. But I also want them because they are adorable as well. Now, let me ask, though, with animals, have animals helped you with your mental health in any way? Yes. Literally, if I just look at my cat and she meows at me, I just smile. And then I'm like, what the heck? How did you do that? You didn't even say anything. And now I'm happy and I was in a terrible mood. But you just are so chubby and cute. And now you just smile. I mean, now you just meow at me and everything's better. So they do have a way of making me feel better for sure. My issue, though, is that helped me when I was younger. But when I was older, I learned that dogs and cats can't talk. So when I'm like, hey, dog, uh, can you help me out with this mental? And it's going, <laughs> I'm like, thanks. That's really helping, buddy. Yeah, they're just there for support. But they, hey, now they lick my face or give a purr, we're good. Yes. Now, I, I, we will wrap it up and I'll just end it with these because the, now these are just for fun questions. So <laughs> funsies, I guess what you can call them. So you stated sushi and pasta is like your favorite food and paradise meal. Why is sushi and pasta your paradise meal? My taste buds like them. <laughs> I don't know what else to really say about it. They're just, they've always just made me happy when I've eaten them. And there's so many different types of sushi and pasta that you can do. So it never really gets boring. Do you like spaghetti and meatballs? You like the meat in it too and the Parmesan and all that? Yeah, we like it all. That's awesome. Now you said you like Adam Sandler movies. Why do you love Adam Sandler movies? Because my dad looks like Adam Sandler. You want to see him? Or why not? Here we go. Come into the screen. <laughs> He's scared. Come into the screen, Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> hey, Dad, how you doing? You doing good? I'm doing good, good, yeah. Good, nice awesome. All right. <laughs> I've done my part. Yeah, that's, that's thank, all you need. Thank you so much. But he does. Have you seen the movie with him, Happy Gilmore? I've seen all the Adam Sandler movies. Oh, here's, here's something funny for you to laugh at. I tried. Have you seen this golfing where he does the over the step? I can't remember specifics, but I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking let me, about. Let me show you. It was like right here. It was standing right, like right here. And then he moved his foot over and then like aced it in the hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... I tried that and I completely missed the ball. Oh no, that's that's like, great. Well, no, and it, it's funnier. Instead of I released the driver, and next thing you know, it's half across. Well, it's not half across, but it's definitely far away from me. Where I have to be where oh. I can't just reach, bend down, and pick it up. That's unfortunate. Yeah, you know? it was embarrassing, but you can laugh at it at later on. What has been your favorite vacation that you've ever taken, and why did you enjoy that vacation very much? My favorite vacation was Hawaii, and it's because when I got there, it was the most beautiful place I've ever seen, and the beach is my favorite place to ever go to, and I went there, unfortunately, with someone that I didn't have fun with because they weren't nice, but I still enjoyed the place because it was, like, the most pretty place I've ever been. Now, are there any good memories that you want to tell our viewers about? If you do, why do you remember that memory the most. Now, before you answer this final question, I swear, I like to end with a good memory and a funny memory that made you fall on the floor. With my family, we would always go on vacation. It would always like the worst things would happen to us on vacation. And it wouldn't be funny in the moment because we're in the terrible situation. But afterwards, we're like, 
how did that just happen to us? And like, it was just hilarious because one time we went to Mexico and we were checking out and we were driving to the airport and all of a sudden a huge hurricane happened and we had nowhere to go. And the streets were filled almost halfway to the cars and we couldn't drive anywhere. And so like 14 of my family members were all stuck in one car, just screaming and like, the kids in the car were like freaking out and my dad was just laughing because he doesn't know what to do and I just start laughing because I'm like this is why we can't go on vacation because everything goes wrong it's funny when you think about it afterwards because now we're like terrified to go on vacation because there's always something like my dad almost hit a cow in the middle of the road because he was driving at night and couldn't see anything he was this close to hitting cows and we almost fell off the cliff and then we were in a hurricane and had nowhere to sleep and like, I'm like, this is the best vacation ever, guys. This is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome to get stuck in the middle of a hurricane and sleep, yeah. isn't it? Best yeah. one ever. It's the best. I know. Maybe I'll have to start walking on eggshells when you travel. Exactly. Like, literally. <laughs> I think that is actually all. Is there anything you want to say or any closing remarks before you head out? I just wanted to say thank you for being a great interviewer because you never asked any boring questions and you... You kept everything very fun and professional, and I'm glad that you started this channel because I am very, very lucky to be on it. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much. Person.